Star now offers a safer way to make calls on the road. Personal calling. Call Vicki Vale. Hello? Things are heating up. Now by the entire ABC network. Uh, Good Morning America was in progress in the East Coast and the Midwest, but we're joined by the entire network just to show you some pictures at the foot of New York City. This is at the World Trade Center. Obviously a major fire there, and there has been some sort of explosion. We don't fully know the details. There is one report, as of yet unconfirmed, that a plane has hit of the World Trade Center, and you can see that there is smoke there coming out of at least two sides of the building. It's been... 20 years. It's nuts. I was 14. Wow. Y'all, so y'all must have been 13, right? 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somewhere around. It. This was my freshman year of high school, I believe. And I remember everything. So, got up that morning. Nice day. I put on this whole Michigan fit, dog. I had these navy blue sweatpants with the okay. with the the yellow what was the color for Michigan the maize down yep. the side and then I had what? on a number 11 oh, Michigan basketball that. jersey dog and then I had this snapback it was a Michigan snapback with uh, a dude what? dunking on it dog it was hard and and y'all have probably never seen this but I had cornrows back then what what yeah man so Allen Iverson was Allen Iverson. I had no a fro way. and I had what? rose, dog. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Yo. I need some photos. I don't. Yeah, I don't, man. man. I have to this. find some. I'm not. I think I have a couple on the computer. I'll upload those one day. And this is before you met Lena. Yeah. Clearly, okay. Yeah. What you mean, clearly? <laughs> Dang. What does that? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, I'd have pulled with the cornrows. Anyway, it's not about that. <laughs> oh, gosh. So oh, I'm in school. I'm fresh, dog. I'm like, okay. yo, you know, I'm feeling myself, man. Right. So I'm in class. I don't recall the name of the class, and it was a class where I think I was the youngest student for whatever. It was one of those classes that seniors take to blow off, but somehow I got it for an elective. Okay. So. Yeah. Someone in there said, did y'all hear about the plane in the World Trade Center? And, I, you know, I don't, I didn't really know much about the World Trade Center or anything like, like it, the significance of it, right? right? Right. So I was like, whatever. So we're in the hall going to the next class and there's this group of people and everybody's like, yo, another plane hit the World Trade Center. And everyone's flipping out and all of this. And I'm still just like, I don't know. Like, that's weird. (laughs) You know, that's a weird coincidence. So I had a computer class. Now, you have to keep in mind, people, this is 2001. Computers weren't prevalent like they were now. There weren't people all on the phones. We didn't even have phones like that. No no Twitter. None of that stuff. Like, where people sending stuff. It was only available on TV. I go to class and our teacher has the television on the news channel and they're just showing the building just in flames, smoke. And she's not even teaching. I'm trying to do my work because I was behind, you know, I wouldn't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to do my work, right? He said I was behind and shit. (laughs) And then I hear my teacher go, oh no, oh no. 
and the tower collapsed. So for the rest of the day, you're just hearing things here and there. And then I finally got home. But before I get into what happened when I got home, I want to hear one of you guys' recollection of your school day from that day. Yeah, man. I got out of bed like a regular school day as well. I didn't pay as much attention to my fit, so I don't remember what I was wearing. I probably had some corduroys on. My mom was dressed me up. I know, right? right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I probably had some. I was walking down the hallway. You know? <laughs> you know? Probably had some corduroys, a t-shirt on, something like that, you know? Uh, I remember when it happened, though, I was in Mr. Fish's class. You remember Mr. Fish? Mm-hmm. Man, Mr. Fish came into class, slammed the door, Turn on the TV. We had the TVs in the classroom, you know. Turn on the TV. And he was just at the podium at the front of the class like this, watching. I'm just like, the hell is wrong with him? You know, like, and then, like, first plane hit, doom. He slammed his keys down. Or, uh, sorry, second plane hit, because the uh, tower was already on fire when he turned the TV on. Second plane hit. He threw the keys down. Keys bounced off the carpet up to my desk. I was like, Damn, he's strong. He's an old dude, too. You know, he's an old dude, man. He right. said, God bless America. And I was like, what? What's yo, Mr. Fit, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Whole class quiet. Now we all just watching the TV, damn it. Right. And I'm like, yo, where my mom at, man? I'm, sh- I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fish is acting weird, man. You know, so I don't know. Should we be leaving? Like, right. You know, the whole day stopped, right? That's that's that was my uh class experience on that day, man. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I, I don't quite remember what I was wearing either. I y'all had... fly. It's okay. <sighs> you know, I'm pretty sure I wore I was wearing some sort of sweatsuit as well, just because <laughs> It was just cheaper to wear all the time. But anyway. Um, yeah, what? I, it just was, man. Like, all right, all right. You have to, I didn't have to worry about what I was wearing the next day. I just, anyway, it's probably mixed matching the top and bottom, too. Oh, like, my gosh. shit didn't even. Yo. <laughs> Yo, I mean, hey. Do what you had to do. Anyway, uh, I was in technology class. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember my teacher's name or anything like that, but. We had the box, the, the the big projection TVs that were on top of that crate, and they'd yeah. wheel it in. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I yeah. remember. Like yeah. the, the teacher was wheeling in the TV, and um, class is silent at this point. The first uh, airplane had already hit one of the buildings or one of the towers, and then um, and then the second one hit, and then we had got out of school early. We got released early too. Uh, yeah, that's, mom, I, that might be why I couldn't remember because I was like, "Did we leave? Did we leave shortly after that?" Because Mister Fish left, was my that yeah, was like my made, noon class, like before lunch. Yeah, like they the made an announcement. Class, yeah. yeah, they made an announcement and told us that you know we were getting out of because I think I can't remember exactly what time, but I'm pretty sure we left around noon. Y'all got out of school um, early. Yeah, we got out of school early oh, uh, wow. to go back home. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 basically a you know. What I recall uh, during that when everything was going on, I just remember them reeling in the big TV and and then we yeah. just sat there and then they released us. A stunning and cowardly strike on the United States. Terrorists and mighty skyscrapers crumbling to the ground. Many innocent people are dead. The president vows the killers will pay for this attack on America. Good evening again. This is CBS News continuing coverage of the attack on America. 
a series of coordinated terror strikes today at this country, its people, our freedom. Strikes that came without warning. Four U.S. commercial jetliners were hijacked, two crashed into the World Trade Center here in New York City, and sent the giant twin towers filled with workers crumbling to the ground. A third hijacked airliner slammed into the seat of American military power, the Pentagon. The fourth hijacked airliner, target unknown, but possibly a target intended in or near Washington, went down in southwestern Pennsylvania. Here's what's happening at this hour. As the evening goes on and night begins to fall in New York and Washington, brave rescue workers are searching desperately for victims in the rubble of the World Trade Center towers and a third building around the World Trade Center that also collapsed. 50,000 people generally work in the World Trade Center. A count of the dead, still a long way off. Emergency operations are also continuing at the scene of the crisis at the Pentagon in Pennsylvania. There were well over 250 people on the four crashed planes. In contrast to the chaos on the ground, the skies are eerily quiet because the FAA has grounded all civilian aircraft at least until noon tomorrow. After school, I went home. So my dad was always home after school. You know, he would make me something and I would do my homework. This is the one time I did not do homework directly after school. It was also a time when my mom came home from work early. My mom never came home from work early. She would be home between 6 and 6.30 every weekday. Not today. I came home. She was home like 15 minutes after. My dad didn't say much. And I remember sitting on the couch next to my mom. And my mom like stuck her arm out to put it around me. And I laid on her lap like I was three. And just lay there and we just watched TV for like an hour and no one said anything. And I would imagine, like, what do you say to your child? Because mm-hmm. they really don't know much more than I do. Right. And it, it was also a thing where you couldn't turn away. Mm-mm. You Mm-mm. want to know what's going on. It's similar to now where you want to know what's going on, but. It was so heavy. Yeah. And the biggest thing is I went outside. I went to one of my friends and we went outside. You know, we're just walking around talking about it like, yo, the day was crazy. And it was the quietest outside it has ever been. And I ever remember because they stopped all the planes. Yeah. All the planes around the country were halted. So we're like, this is eerie. And I'll never... You often you remember sounds, whether right. it's music or you know explosion or something like that. This is one of the few times in my life where I remember silence. Well, it was quiet up until uh, at least in my household until uh, that plane hit the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister w- was actually living in D.C. at the time, and oh, so wow. we were trying, we were frantic trying to get a hold of her because she lived like 15, 20 minutes away from the Pentagon. So. Um, we couldn't get in contact with her right away. So we were all kind of freaking out and, and, you know, and we, we finally got the call that she was okay. Um, you know, that's when we got that big sigh of relief, but for like a couple hours, we didn't know what the hell was going on mm-hmm. and where she was at and what she was doing. And 
and, and again, we can only contact her either if she was at work or at her apartment. She didn't have a cell phone. So, yeah, I know that was one of the because uh, I had a cousin living living um, around the corner. Around the corner from the trade centers. He's oh, living okay. in, yeah, he was in New York at the time. Uh, but, um, it wasn't anything like, oh, we haven't heard from him in a while. You know, he reached out to his mom or whatever, my auntie, and it's like, yeah, no, nah, I was taking a walk right around the corner when everything started happening and people running, you know, freaking out and stuff. I was like, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. Heck no, dude. I feel like as each day kind of, um, as the days progress, you know, more footage from individuals, cameras and police footage and mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff was coming out, and there was just a lot of just horrendous this images. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the images that I recall the most is, uh, you know, the multiple people that were actually falling from the building. Yeah. And I remember seeing that on the news because they kept freaking replaying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, to me, I'm just like, this is really happening. And I don't quite remember conversations that I had with my family so much about, you know, what was going on and, and stuff like that, because I think we were just all kind of in shock. Right. My mom was like the type of person to, uh, takes a village kind of thing. You know, she was single Mm -hmm. parent. So, you know, uh, my grandma had a daycare at the time. So we were kind of like bouncing around, you know, we had a couple stops before we made it home. You know, we were just going straight home after school so uh everyone had to be around the tv that day mm-hmm. like it wasn't just like a everyone was tuned in like you know you speak to that silence like like yeah every there were no like side conversations there were no like you know the typical things like how was your day like people drift off into those little side conversations you know while you know doing what they need to do but Everyone was glued that day, man. Mm-hmm. Like we were trying. My mom was like, "You scoop us up from the, you know, scoop us up from the daycare." Like, all right, come on, let's go. Like it wasn't no like, all right, go say bye to grandma. Go say bye. <laughs> right. It's like she was either talking to another adult about what they had seen on the TV, mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, get your stuff. Everybody round up. Mark, go round up your brother, sister. Let's go. Come on. You know, was, everyone was trying to like watch and see. You know, mm-hmm. kind of process everything. Yeah, yeah, because no one could believe. I yep. couldn't believe. No one could believe the events that were going on. Just because it, as you're watching it on TV, it's just like, yo, is this shit real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it real? Uh, this can't happen to us, and this can't happen to the United States of America. Like this shit doesn't happen. The terrorist attacks against the U.S. in 2001 cast Muslims all over the country in a harsh light, no matter how moderate, discreet, or law-abiding the community. After 9-11, yes, it was a little difficult for us, especially wearing the headscarf on us. Um, One time I was in the subway, and a guy came in and started screaming, terrorist, terrorist. And I really got so scared. I said, oh, my God, now police is going to come and get me. There have been a few moments in my life where I can see them as sort of turning points in how I've gotten to where I am today. Yeah. And 9-11 was one of them for a variety of reasons. But Mm -hmm. it specifically stripped me of any 
naivete I think I had about the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the day I learned in the subsequent days when you sort of knew what actually happened. It taught me a lot, unfortunately, about hate. And it mm-hmm. taught me a lot about just how evil of a place the world can be and how evil people can be. Not, not Honestly, not even just the world. To me, it was how evil America could be, too. And I hate to say that. Mm-hmm. And I know you're, I'm not sure if this direction you're going with, but like my family are, half of my family are foreigners, right? They're mm-hmm. from a different country, this side or the other. And a lot of us look really foreign. Mm-hmm. And foreign life? my uh (laughs) some of my uncles had some you know mom and pop shops and stuff um and i remember stories that they told me about you know people who weren't even you know would drive by their shop throw bricks at their you know their their businesses and stuff like that and basically tell them you know to fucking go back where they came from and this or the other and Mm -hmm. uh I know my dad, even at his job, um, he, he got he got into it with a few people. And I, I remember some stories that he mentioned, too. Like, for at least a good couple of years, he was always being antagonized by just, just I hate to say it, but white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time that I, I had to, I feel like I really had to fear for some of my family members because of the areas that they were in. Yeah, it, it kind of showed you some of the darker sides of the country yeah i was i was always the type to i had a bunch of different friends of a bunch of different complexions that's just, that's just kind of who i've always been yep. and i remember specifically there was i don't know for sure but i believe one gentleman was indian and the other one i believe was sikh if you happen to hear this, you know who you are. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe he was Sikh. So he had, I'm not sure what it's called, but he had the wrap on his head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before that day, you know, they were just a part of the class like everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. After that day, like you mentioned, Brian, it was specifically white kids. And it was specifically white kids because we were the only three non-white kids in the class. Right. (laughs) And they were getting comments and people were looking at them weird when they'd come into class. In this particular class, you could sit where you wanted to. There was no seating chart or anything like that. So me being the United Nations guy I am, I knew them, you know, a little bit. So I just started sitting with them. Like where y'all sitting, you know, just as a kind of like, yo, I'm... I'm with you. I'm with y'all. Right. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? And it didn't have to be said, but you can see and you can feel some of that animosity. animosity. Yeah. yeah. And that shit lasted for sorry, I'm gonna say that shit lasted years too. Right. Right. Now I still hear some of that to this day. I think that speaks to like uh the emotions felt that day, but people just weren't funneling those emotions the greatest, right. you know. They were funneling take- it. Towards the thing that was just easiest to, and that was people yeah. who were different from them. Right. The type of person I am, and I've always been like this, is I'm not sure which of my parents kind of taught me this, but what what you're fed on the news or whatever is obviously a certain slant one way or the other. But specifically when you're dealing with people in groups, you have to be careful. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, we often heard Muslim terrorists, Islamic terrorists. And all I knew back then, like, Islam's just a religion. Like, that's the most I knew of it. But we had a lot right. of groups at our school, um, you know, the African American Association, Asian Pacific, so on and so forth. Mm. So there was, I'm not sure what it was called, but it was essentially Islam and Muslims. And they would, I didn't know this until I started staying after school, but they would pray. So they would go in a certain part of the cafeteria. I believe it has to do with the sunset or something. I'm not exactly sure. If anybody's listening, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not getting it wrong intentionally. But um, no one ever paid attention to it before. But then I was hearing from people, they were, people were heckling them while they're trying to pray. And, you know, it's just, that's really when I learned about how deep ignorance is Mm -hmm. and how it can easily just destroy any modicum of people being civil. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like these people aren't hurting anyone. Right. You know, so doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, They've been like like two like a day before this, they were still loving. You know, this person didn't even probably even maybe didn't even see. I guess confirmed that they were even there, right? Right. Didn't even pay them any attention. But then as soon as these events happen, all of a sudden now they're public enemy number one. Right. Right. And hearing the Muslim stuff, I, I didn't know anything about it. I'm like, well, what's Muslim? So I right. sp- spoke to somebody and like the Quran. Like, what are we talking about? Like, but once I looked into it which people should do, I realized that it's just like anything else. Like you can bend these narratives and stories to any shape you want to influence people, whichever way, whether it's something evil or something good. Yeah. And this sounds weird, but I've never had anyone of any specific faith try to kill me that I know. So it's the same way I look at everyone else. The same racist things I've had happen to me from white folks, I don't look at all white folks like that. Yeah. So, and this wasn't confirmed, as I recall, when I was younger. So if these people do practice this specific faith, not all people of this faith are like that, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, exactly. But how do you... I mean, I I guess that's just exactly... as As you're talking about it, that's just... I'm kind of like thinking and reflecting like that that's that's what it is right there like how do you learn that is it a learned behavior or is it you know but it's like you said it's something that that happened and it showed us just how deep the ignorance is man like how do you not realize that but I mean that wasn't I I feel like it wasn't just the people's fault and yeah I'm sure it's learned but I mean just like now as fast as information had traveled I mean obviously I mean, information travels a lot faster now than it did 20 years ago but right but for the time on, it, yeah but at the time fast, on the right? new on every single news channel uh, basically I don't know no on every single channel I even remember like even on Cartoon Network they were talking about you know the events that were going on really? yeah like yeah cause that Cartoon um, Network is Turner Turner owns CNN it's all yeah okay um, this is fast forward, and I know you guys don't have the same experience as I do in terms because obviously it was in the military, or whatever. But when I remember when I joined for basic training, um, we had probably I can't remember how much sleep we had lost, but we were up 
probably for a good two days almost. And then they had to stand in formation and, and play videos of, um, and just constantly play videos of the towers getting hit. You know, they kept telling us, our drill instructors kept telling us, you know, this is what you're going to be fighting for. This is what you're going to be fighting. Almost like it was brainwashing. I don't know yeah. if this happened with other groups. And I remember specifically for mine, we watched that shit for like two hours. Just on repeat, in the dark. And all you see are these images of, and this is 10, almost 10 years later that, you know, we're still doing this. And so I'm curious if other people had the same experience when they joined, but. I remember people were watching that for that amount of time. People were falling out of formation, crying and getting angry and this, that, or the other. And I don't know what kind of emotions that they were trying to stir up in us, but whatever they was doing, that it worked because everyone was pissed by the time we got done um, watching that. So mm-hmm. um, also when I was deployed in 2016, I was in uh, Guantanamo Bay. And I'm sure you guys know what Guantanamo Bay is, but it's one of the you know, one of the prisons that the U.S. uses to hold high-profile terrorists or uh, criminals of that nature that they don't want to house in, you know, on U.S. grounds. And so at the time, I think we had like two, almost 200, maybe 150 prisoners at the time. And then I think I was there for nine months throughout the course that they were trying to close Guantanamo Bay down. But anyway, what I'm trying to get back to is, is that a handful of the criminals and terrorists that were there were supposedly the ones that were responsible for 9-11. Mm-hmm. And that deployment was special and unique because now you have these high-profile terrorists that are there, but we we had to uh, accommodate you know, for their needs. They're no right. longer a, an enemy anymore, but you had to, you know, if the prisoner wanted a blanket or needs a blanket or needs food, you know, you you basically have to give it to them, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you get in trouble, obviously, for because you you know we're trying to to, to practice the Geneva Conventions. Anyway, I had some uh, teammates of mine, some some other uh, fellow comrades of mine, who uh, you know told me that they lost men, you know, while they were out in Afghanistan and downrange and stuff due to uh, terrorist attacks that these individuals had led. And so, you so know, these are the people that also have to quote unquote take care of these people. Yes, wow. yes, yeah. And it, that was it was the most unique situation because not so you had these individuals, you know, initially, let's say years ago when they were downrange in Afghanistan, watching their friends get blown up. They may have even been blown up. And fast forward a couple of years later, now these individuals had been captured. These terrorists have been captured, but now they have to take care of them. And accommodate to their needs to make sure you know that they're being taken care of mm-hmm. um and just that switch it, it just it was a unique experience because a lot of people couldn't handle that really well i would um, imagine mm-hmm. it was a and it was a unique experience september 11th 2001 you will remember this day as long as you live <laughs> 